Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we will be created, and you will renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit has instructed the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the gift of that same Spirit we may always be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. St. Benedict, pray for us. Good morning. Difference or diversity? I remember being puzzled as a child by what the words fully interlocking meant on the box of a jigsaw puzzle. It was explained to, be, to me as meaning that when I had completed the puzzle, it wouldn't be easily disturbed because all the pieces locked together. When I was younger, I had had a much easier puzzle, a picture made up of square tiles. It wasn't too difficult to work out how the tiles fitted together to make a picture. But you only had to jog it, and the tiles um, would scatter. Whereas the pieces of the jigsaw were much more difficult to fit together but much more stable when complete. And it occurred to me that it's the same with people. It's the differences between us that sometimes make it difficult for us to get on together, but it's the different talents, personalities, strengths, weaknesses, never mind ages, that make a human team, whether family, monastery, sports team, or limited company, and give it strength and stability. It seems that we humans are instinctively suspicious of other human beings who are different from us, whether in the way they speak or dress or smell, or because they come from a different race, country, tribe, or even village, or because they do things differently. Sometimes we call it shyness, sometimes insecurity, or sometimes just plain fear. St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Galatians that there is no Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor freeman, or even regarding the most fundamental of difference, that can be neither male nor female. Obviously, he's not denying the differences, but he is saying that there must be no distinction in the way we relate to one another. The question had arisen in connection with whether the Gentiles were able to have a relationship with Jesus Christ because they did not belong to the chosen race. The French have a saying, vive la différence. And this reminds us that it's the very difference between male and female that makes their union fruitful in continuing the human race. And we're constantly being reminded that in the natural world, biodiversity is vital, life-giving. Without it, we would not have the interaction of animals, plants, fungi, and bacteria that provide us human beings with all we need for survival, from fresh water and food 
to medicines. Pope Francis, in his encyclical Laudato Si, talks of the web of interconnectedness between human beings and each other and with the whole of the rest of creation. And in the recent Bishop's Synod, which ended just a month ago, involving, as it did, a much wider variety of people than just male clerics, the emphasis has been not on making decisions or changes, but on listening, on receiving from each other widely divergent opinions from all sorts of different perspectives and points of view. All this with the goal of encouraging life within the organism of the church, the living body of Christ, made up, as St. Paul tells us in his first letter to the Corinthians, of many different parts, each depending on, he uses the word belonging to, every other member. This may indeed lead to change. Indeed, any living organism, any living organism is constantly changing, either growing or dying, either developing or withering. Newman famously wrote, to live is to change, and to be perfect is to have changed often. But listening to and considering other people's opinions enables better decision-making, though it doesn't necessarily result in it being easier to make decisions. Like so many things, such as justice, peace, charity, bringing the benefits of diversity out of the difficulties of difference has to begin at home, in our families, and in our communities. I was recently at the wedding of a Catholic and a Muslim, and it made me think about the ingrained, if not instinctive, dislike that we human beings have of differences. But the couple showed, by the, read by the readings they had chosen for the service, that they were extremely conscious that they, we, are all part of a divine project that has difference at its heart. A project of the God who is love. An ongoing project that involves us human beings and the whole of creation and in which everything is created good, but which is not a creation of identical beings. We are a creation of difference, of differences. Indeed, thank God, of variety. Differences need not divide, but can unite and become stronger because of the difference. Just like the dry stone walls that abound in this part of the country, they gain their strength from the stones being bonded together by their differences rather than by cement. A marriage like that can help us to learn to overcome our instinctive reaction from people who speak, look, or believe differently from ourselves. 
It's another example of living the love that is divine. The love that St. Paul tells us is living as if the other person is more important than myself. One of the re readings they had chosen was from Ben Sirah in the Old Testament, which ended, all things go in pairs by opposites. He has not made anything imperfect. One thing complements the excellence of another. Who could ever grow tired of gazing at his glory? They'd also chosen a piece from Louis de Bernier's novel, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, which included the following. Love is not breathlessness, it's not excitement, it's not the promulgation of promises of eternal passion. That's just being in love, which any fool can do. Love itself, which is what is left over when being in love is burned away, and this is both an art and a fortunate accident. Those that truly love have roots that grow towards each other underground. And when all the pretty blossoms have fallen from, these, from their branches, they find that they are one tree and not two. But this doesn't reflect the difficulty that most of us find in putting this into practice. Love is indeed an art, but it is a difficult art. And like any art form, it requires regular practice. It has to be practiced and developed every day in our homes and in our communities. It's very often the really tiny differences that we find difficult to live with. One always rolls up the toothpaste tube as the toothpaste is used. The other never does. So is two tubes of toothpaste instead of a shared one the only answer? One insists on drying all the crockery. The other thinks it more hygienic to let it drip dry or shake it dry. Sometimes the, the differences can be resolved, if not dissolved, by talking about them, especially by telling one another how one feels when the other does or says something. That's not blaming. It's just bringing out into the open what the difficulties are that the other may not be aware of. And it leaves open the possibility that one is being oversensitive. But someone has to make the first move. And this sometimes requires courage because of the risk that one's stretched out hand or words of reconciliation may be rejected. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, sometimes referred to as the go-between God, is courage. And a prayer to the Holy Spirit is always worthwhile. Perhaps the greatest difference of all is between God and the human beings that he created. But he created us so that he could love us and so that we could accept his love. And he has taken the initiative by becoming a human being himself in the person of Jesus Christ. And it cost him and it took courage 
we have to respond to that initiative by looking for opportunities today to make differences blossom into diversity and so help make the body of Christ stronger. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Have a blessed day.